Hear these words from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 50 through 53. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple, blessing God. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks. So this is not a very typical morning for us. We have a bunch of folks absent who are at a women's retreat. And uh, Kent and I have been uh, given the task of helping and lead this worship this morning. And uh, a little peek behind the curtain here. So we found out yesterday that the people who operate our technical stuff uh, weren't available, just not at all. So we were desperately in need of a 10-year-old. And there was none at hand. So we're both like fumbling around trying to make things work as best we can. I tried to run the slides for Kent, and he's going to run the slides for me. And we'll see what happens. (laughs) So why don't you put the first one? Oh, it is. It is up there. Good. So uh, we have this story this morning uh, of the Ascension. This is the chapter we're on in in, uh, Marcus Borg's book. The Ascension where Jesus says farewell. Um, Last week we heard the story of the empty tomb, but as the scripture tells us, uh, the stories go on and Jesus keeps appearing for a while and then after a while he departs in this very dramatic, this very dramatic fashion. Uh, And this this is a story, as you can imagine, that's been depicted in art over the years. Um, you see the two figures in white standing there. Uh, in the Book of Acts version of this story, not the one we read this morning, two figures just suddenly appear, and they say, what are you looking at the sky for? <laughs> what are you looking at the sky for? Which is, I think, a great, a great question. So uh, what do you, what's your reaction when you see a painting like this? Any, any particular thoughts or feelings or reactions come to mind when you see a story from scripture, this particular story perhaps, depicted in a, in a painting. This one happens to be from about 1775. Any uh, comments, reactions? He said, I think he looks, like looks like he's jumping on a trampoline. <laughs> so take a look at this next painting. This is earlier. Now, this looks like a joke, but actually, this story was depicted in paintings in exactly this way many, many, many times. And you see Jesus, of course, at the very top of the frame. So what's, what, what do you make of this, of this painting? I'm thinking, well, what was the last thing they saw? You know, this is a way of depicting, this, is, this was our last glimpse of Jesus on earth, was just those feet heading up. Take a look at the next painting. Uh, 
Anyone want to guess who the painter is? Salvador Dali, who has a way of reorienting our perspective. So is Jesus floating away from us? Or are we still underneath him looking at his feet, but for a different perspective? These are all very literal portrayals of this very vivid story. Here's another image I found. Now, if you're like me, there have been times when I have thought I have seen things in the clouds. Nothing quite this vivid, but shapes. I suppose it's possible this is an actual photograph, but probably it's a created image. Hmm? But what does, this, what does this convey to you? Mystery. Mystery. Hmm? Warmth. So instead of getting Jesus' feet, no, now he's like looking back at us, so to speak, right? Oh, I have, I have one more, <laughs> one more image for you. I have to thank uh, Mary Hunstead for putting me onto this one. <laughs> and so he rises, and so he rises. There is actually a question here worth spending some time thinking about, I think. And the question is this. Where is Jesus now? I mean, last week, we heard the story that Jesus had risen. He'd been raised from the dead. And then there were some stories that we, didn't, we haven't heard for a while about Jesus having fish with his friends and showing up in a room and then disappearing. And... But eventually all that seemed to stop. So where is Jesus now? I would say everywhere present. Everywhere present. Some of us may have had moments when we thought or felt or believed or convinced even that we were in the presence of Jesus. Some of us have seen things. Some of us have heard things that seem to us to say, ah, Jesus is here. I see a hand coming shyly up in the... Pardon me? who's with Jesus. Oh, in the basket. Well, there's some folks who are riding that, that, uh, that gondola there with, with Jesus. Literally, you're right. So who's with Jesus? Where's Jesus now and who's, who's with Jesus? Uh, our creed says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. Does that help you locate Jesus? 
particularly. Uh, I remember learning the song a while back uh, that went something like, Have you seen Jesus, my Lord? He's here in plain view. Have you, who, who remembers that song? I was living in Rochester, Minnesota at the time, and Plainview, Minnesota was just actually <laughs> a few miles away. And whenever we sang that song, I thought, wow, he's getting really close, you know. <laughs> he's here in Plainview, you know. <laughs> so, have you, found, have you found Jesus? Have you seen Jesus? Take a look at this next picture. Takes a while, take a look. Could be very close, hiding in plain sight. Take a look at the next, the next photograph. Anyone want to venture a guess of what this is a picture of? This is a, this is a quiz for all you former Catholics. Anyone? Tabernacle. Tabernacle. So, so this is one of those things that, that you only find out if you hang out around Catholics for a while. Uh, in every Catholic church, you'll find some form of this, some Container. Sometimes they're elaborate, sometimes they're simple. It's a box. And what's in the box is the consecrated bread and wine, which, within the Catholic belief system, is in fact the body and blood of Jesus. This is where you find, this is where you find Jesus in a Catholic church. Uh, this particular tabernacle was in a, uh, a church that Jan and I visited a year, a year ago in uh, California. And uh, right in front of it, where the, where the picture is being taken from, there's a lovely place you can sit. So you can sit and be, it's a, it's a quiet, separate place. You can sit and be in meditation in, if you will, the presence of Jesus. Where is Jesus now? for you. So I'm going to tell you about a story of mine about an encounter with Jesus. Next to image. Even those among us who aren't birders will recognize this bird. <laughs> so the story goes like this. It's um, about, oh, it's, it's almost more than 35 years ago. And I'm in a really I'm in a really difficult place. I'm going through what was up to that time, and pretty much even since then, kind of the hardest stretch in my life. My life was being turned inside out, upside down, and I was not sleeping very well, as happens when we're under unrelenting stress. So I was waking early in the morning, and I started getting into the habit of going out for a walk by myself, walking the neighborhood. And I began to notice there, there was this blue jay that seemed to show up every day. And it got to be kind of weird. 
It's like, hmm, there he is again. And I began looking for him. And sure enough, every day, sooner or later, this blue jay would show up. Now, I have no way of knowing that it was the same exact blue jay every day, but that's where my imagination went. There was this one particular blue jay that made it his job to accompany me where I was in my life, on my walk, every day. And then after a few days of this, my little pun-making mind went something like this. Wait a minute. J. Could this be J? Could this be the big J? This, could this be... Could this, in fact, be Jesus? Now, I, I didn't actually think that Jesus had become a blue jay for my benefit, but I did think that this blue jay was being used in some way to bring to my mind an awareness, a consciousness of Jesus' presence walking with me. It was pretty real. It was very real. So it wasn't so much me finding Jesus, it was Jesus finding me. Finding me. Okay, we're going to go for one more thing here. <laughs> this is a little squirrely, I have to confess, before I do this. Um, so we're having a conversation about this very subject last Wednesday at my book group because I'm in a, a group of people that are reading Marcus Borg's book and we're talking about the ascension and we're talking about all this. And I was just getting, I was just frustrated. And uh, I hope, I'm hoping my microphone is still working, is it? Can you hear me? So we're sitting at the table at, at Dunn Brothers and there's all this, all this stuff on the table. And I, I'm frustrated and I'm trying to make a point and so I just start using what's on the table in front of me, all right? So it went something like this. So here's the problem I have with all this. So it's like, this is the way my mind works. I've got God over here, and I've got Jesus here, and here am I. And I'm trying to figure out what's the connection between Jesus and God, and me and Jesus, and me and God. And, and, and then it's like, wait a minute, Jesus went back to God. So there's God and Jesus. And, and oh, oh yeah, and then here's the Holy Spirit over here. And the Holy Spirit shows up, and the Holy Spirit's supposed to help me. But no, no, the Holy Spirit... So you got the Trinity now over here, but here's, here am I. And the whole problem is that the sense of being separate, like all these pieces are separate pieces, because this is the way our brains work, you know? We have God, we have Jesus, the Holy Spirit, we have me. And the deeper wisdom is that there is no separation at all. There's no separation at all. It's not about me looking for something out there. This is all interconnected. This is all one thing. My brain can't quite get around this idea, but I think that's a better picture. I think that's a better picture. So what does this look like? 
besides a stack of cups. So it turns out that art gives us an image. Came across this image a few years ago, and it just came back to mind as another way of saying, of answering the question, where is Jesus now? Take a look at this picture. Could it be that Jesus is right here? Could it be? <laughs> what, do, what would that mean? What would that mean? We say it, we just said it to each other. The holy in me greets the holy in you. What, what do we really mean when we say that? Do we, really, do we really know what we're saying? Do we really mean that? If Jesus is in me and Jesus is in you and Jesus is, and God is everywhere and within everything, that changes how we see the other, the stranger. It's hard to be articulate about this because it's a mystery, you know? It's a mystery. It's hard to find words to describe something like this. Where is, Je where am I now? Where is Jesus now? I'm, I'm, I'm doing this because this seems to work as well as words right now. There is something within us, something of God within us. This may have been what Jesus was trying to say all along. I get this, Jesus says. I get this. This me and God business. I want you to get it as well. Amen.